Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to watch or listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting next to me is my co-host... Chris Weir, welcome Nasty Nation to the Fart Cave. Fart Cave. Down here with uh, Billy DeVore and uh, Bunsen the cat. Bunsen, he is going to be, I, I feel it. He's going to hop up here and it's going to be really cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That's, that's just quality content that we that the audience craves. Yeah, we need some more uh, animals on yeah. here. I think uh, that's really going to pop off with Instagram. Uh, so if you hear any cat noises, uh, it's just a cat. It's just a cat. Cat. Yeah, there he is. He's coming around. There he goes. But yeah, um, we we could we, you know we got Bunsen. And then all we need is uh, Joey Va or uh, Zach Cozart's donkey. Oh yeah, that's all we need. I mean, I got like uh, Jose Altuve's donkey back there. Do we need a <laughs> Zach Cozart's one? I mean, I just got uh, some other players. I think we do. Oh man, he's gonna I, come up here. He's making the leap. I see it. I could feel it. He was he was upstairs. Normally, I have like the door shut, but like he was clawing underneath it. He's a cat that needs a lot of attention. He's a cutie, though. Yeah, he's a cutie. It's just uh, he's doing everything. Like as soon as you don't pay him <laughs> attention, he tries to get into absolutely everything. Yeah, he does. Oh, he's smelling the lamp. Like you would never do that any other time. <laughs> you wouldn't knock it over. You would never do that any no. other time, buddy. Hey, what are you doing? Get over here. Come on now. Come on. Don't 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 fuck up the lamp. This is great for the audio-only people. Yeah, I mean, if you could see what's happening here, you'd be really entertained. He would be. <laughs> he's coming, he, sooner, sooner than later, he's, he's definitely coming over, hopping up on your lap. Yeah, we're going to attach a, grow, a GoPro to him <laughs> here later. Get the Bunsen cam. Bunsen cam. That, that, see, that's what we need to live stream next year. I wouldn't mind doing that. What we could do is we could, uh, we could live stream, watch the game, but instead of people seeing us talking... It's just attached to the cat running around the basement. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. I think it's great. See what he's seeing. Normally, he's like watching over like on the banister over there. It'd be pretty cool. It'd be really cool. Now mm. he's going upstairs. All right, adios. See you, oh, bye. Now the door's probably shut. I'll open it. <laughs> Fuck how was, me. Uh, how was your week? It was really good. Had a good well, we were at a wedding together. We were? It was amazing. One of our good friends, uh, Logan, got married with Sarah. And it, was, it was a wonderful time at a Woodward Theater. Uh, just the absolute uh, best. Great time. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I had one show at Go Bananas uh, with a, a buddy, Spark Tabor. Oh, nice. And uh, the newly crowned uh, funniest person in Cincinnati, Allison Staff. It was a really fun, fun, eventful week. There was no stopping her from winning. No, not at all. Don't stop believing. Hey, come on. Uh, yeah, that was the second best wedding I've ever been to, been to at the Woodward. Oh, yeah. I think I've been to that other one you're talking about. You have been to the best one. Mm. It, it was me uh, and, and the queen. So, dude, yeah, that was such a that was such a blast. And it was so crazy. Logan and Sarah ran into Martin Sheen before oh, they, did? they got married. Yeah, did you not see the pictures? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they were out doing pictures and shit. And then, like, Logan looked over and he was like, oh, it's Martin Sheen. And he went, hey, can we get a photo? And he looked and he's like... Oh, she's in a wedding dress. Yeah, I'll, I'll come take a photo with you guys. <laughs> Does he live in? Uh, he lives in a building in Cincinnati, doesn't he? Or is it one of his kids? His kids, Emilio does. Ami okay, yeah, I knew there was some Estevez connection in, in Cincinnati. Yeah, and so they're all from Dayton. Okay, 
So there's your connection. Well, that's awesome. So uh, if you get married in Cincinnati, you could have uh, an Estevez photobomb uh, your uh, your bridal party. Yeah, you just never know, man. You really don't. You never know. You have Charlie Sheen or one of the Sheens <laughs> pop out <laughs> of the suitcase. Firing off guns Chugging like... Chugging tiger blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Sorry. I, just, I had lasagna for dinner. It was very good. Alicia made bolo and then made lasagna. Mm-hmm. It's fighting. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I had uh, Domino's a little bit ago. Or Donato's. It was uh, Donato's up there. I actually had a nice salad to start off with. And Whoa. then I ate like way more than what I normally would in pizza afterwards. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to have some issues. Yeah, we're both bloated boys. This is going to be a very burpy episode. Uh, yeah, dude. After that uh, wedding, oh, man. I spent yeah. uh, quite a few <laughs> minutes on the toilet. Oh, me too. That was some of the best food I've had at a wedding, though. Shoot. So good. Shout out Wildweed. They're going to be opening up soon sometime in over the rhyme when they do open you gotta go they're great yeah it was amazing everything at that uh, wedding food wise was stellar and the cakes looked amazing i never oh. seen cakes like that before in person that ice cream sandwich mm. I've, I've i haven't i've talked about it every day since yeah i've told people about it it's, it's crazy the best ice cream sandwich i ever had it was like a it was like a like a biscuit like a thin well, biscuit like a hard tart biscuit on top a yeah little bit. with uh sesame seeds yeah and then a basil mint ice cream with boozy cherries in it. Mm, there was a lot of flavors oh. happening there. Oh, it was so good. It was unreal, but it was awesome. Well, now we're, uh, we're I think we're officially in fall. I've worn a hoodie, and you're wearing a hoodie. This is back-to-back episodes. Mm. It's officially fall, which I call Fat Boy Summer. Ooh, girl. It is just my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Just that tit sweat time you really like to appreciate when, it, when it's just the tit sweat. <laughs> it's just tit sweat, and I'm, uh, I can walk a few blocks without chafing. Mm-hmm. Just a plus. It's just great. Yeah, I love. Uh, I mean, fat people do appreciate a good hoodie. I mean, it really uh, hides the tits well, mm-hmm. and you know, sweating. It's also kind of easy to hide too. I mean, you're also getting that nice cool off. I'll tell you a little secret. What's that? Sweating now. Yeah. Oh yeah, bolo baby. Mm, I kind of am a little bit, but I got this hat on. I always have a hat on, so it's just oh. Mm-hmm. Burp number one. Keep track. And well, I'm also wearing a wool hat, so. Yeah, that's got to be a little difficult. It normally isn't, doesn't bother me, but when you eat like, I don't know, two pounds of bolognese, mm-hmm. really starts coming through. Yeah, the wool hat will kind of hold mm. you back there, and I'm also wearing wicker underwear. Everything's <laughs> just super uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm wearing a chain male wife beater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's really weighing you down. You really got to cut that out. I know, but I'm so afraid of dragons. I know, but you're a bitch to travel with. <laughs> and the TSA, it's just nothing but trouble. Sir, can you take your shoes off? Okay, great. Cell phone in the can in the, the, the canister. Okay. Is there any metal that you can be having go off here? Oh no, just my chain mail. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> what do we do with our medieval uh, armor? Yeah. Oh, does you mean I can't fly with this broadsword? <laughs> I'm with the Renaissance Festival. Come on, come on. Didn't you pick it up by the two turkey legs I'm carrying? <laughs> God, and now I'm gonna make now I'm gonna make turkey legs. Just think about the Renaissance Festival because they're all over like TikTok and like mm-hmm. Instagram and all that stuff. It's starting to look pretty fun. Yeah, I guess that the the Cincinnati one's like the third biggest in the country. I oh, really? Someone told me that, and I was like, I believe it. It's a huge piece of land. Yeah, and it's like uh, medieval cosplay for people. Everyone's like, you got these like leather and metal workers out there doing stuff, yeah. and like everyone's just really doing like their own uh, thing out there. Dude, they're really getting after. 
after it. Well, you got yeah, you actually have people who volunteer to go into the stocks and get tomatoes thrown at them. Really? Oh yeah. How much of depraved people? That, oh man, that kind of sounds like you got to be like some sort of masochist, some kind of cuck. Yeah. That. I mean, I can. I mean, we're standouts. We've definitely taken the proverbial tomato to the face before, but <laughs> it also seems like a big, like heavily, heavily like anime crowd too big crossover yeah lots of waifus running around waifus <laughs> waifu yeah, not, yeah i don't think i've heard that oh it's like uh they're like those e-girls you see they're scantily dressed and they go oh daddy what would you like uh, okay yeah 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 it's like cool or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. A lot for of, some people a lot of eyeshadow sailor moon vibes i get it kitty ears yeah yeah, yeah. kitty ears big stinky knocks mm-hmm. leather boots only fans accounts. Yeah, you know, the I usual waifu shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I would assume that those are one and the same. They're, you know, it's a big crossover crowd. Mm-hmm. Speaking of crossing over, Phillies, Braves, which is what we got on right now. It's the top of the eighth, 1-1 count. And uh, Travis Darno just hit a dinger and made this interesting. Uh, Zach Wheeler was fucking dealing. Yeah, I think he had uh, one hit given up prior to, uh, I think, that inning. Yeah. So, yeah, man, the uh, Braves getting shut out for a total of, what was it, about 16 innings there? That's uh, pretty uh, unheard of. Yeah, it's, a, it's especially with how prolific that this offense was. Like, <clears throat> you had, um, I don't know, six players in your one through nine that hit 30 home runs or at least 25 home runs. Dude, so uh, I know there was a stat up there that showed, like, how long it's been since they, they have actually gotten shut out, like, at home, and it's just unreal. Like, years, I think it's been. Yeah. Uh, and for it to happen, it just seems so bizarre, and I know we're probably going to talk about it later here about, you know, what does that say about, uh, you know, sitting for a while after you've, you know, clinched, you know, going into playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll start with, with the DS. I mean, not the DS, the wild card round. I mean, sweeps across the board. Yeah. Uh, Rangers took out the Rays, and the Rays just played terrible defense. Something you didn't expect to see from them after being, after that's like one of the cornerstones of the Rays' constant above mediocre success yeah uh they really started booting the ball around and it just seemed to be contagious with them and it's just it just wasn't a, a good thing to watch if you're a Rays fan so yeah bummer but it, it was also crazy listening to those broadcasts and being like yeah taylor Wallace is playing shortstop because uh he'll be around for a while it's like <laughs> mm, what, what happened, happened there what, what's going on I missed a chapter in that story <laughs> oh they're on abc and they're really trying to skirt it here <laughs> and then they mentioned oh my god it was so funny they were uh, they were like yeah and eventually they're like wander franco's on administrative leave and i was like go on mm, for what <laughs> for what oh you don't want to say huh yeah it's a difficult thing for them to talk about go figure who would have thought mm-hmm. more people didn't want to talk about Kid Diddlin on National Airwaves, baby? Yep. So, uh, the wildest thing about the whole series, though, was the lowest attended ever playoff baseball game with 19,000 people there. That's a bummer. They also have to change that, too, about... Uh why are they having it was like what was that like a 1 p.m game or something it was during the weekday yeah. or they having it at a time it's just super difficult uh to make plans to really uh be able to get to those games so i just don't see why they aren't having it you know until later well, i think it was yeah it was like a one it was the one o'clock start and then there was like three o'clock four o'clock nine o'clock ten o'clock for the west coast where i was like i get it you want to jam all these games in a day but 
the, the Rays already had bad attendance. Mm-hmm. But to follow it up with this showing and then earlier in the week announcing <laughs> that they're building a new stadium in this right across right across the street from it. Yeah, it's like, why? Was there uh, too many seats in this one? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it, and the big thing that everyone is bitched about is location. It's in St. Petersburg. It's not like on the uh, at the main bay. So like, why would you invest all of this money to build a new ballpark in the same spot where you're failing? Money laundering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah richer, yeah, yeah. we're getting richer. Um, yeah, there needs to be something done with like the logistical issues in a lot of ballparks where just even just navigating around is uh, difficult, especially if you're commuting from outside the city. Even just like a little bit, it can be difficult yeah. in some stadiums. So, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's a bummer that it played out that way. And I also think like, you know, MLB needs to figure out like the best times to really uh, stack these games. I mean, it's going to be difficult to figure out how to do it perfectly, which are close to it. Yeah. But yeah, you, I just don't, you don't want to see that. You want to look out and see uh, empty chairs. No, and, and not everyone's like like me, who's going to have like the TV going or two TVs and a laptop to be like, okay, I can watch all of this. Like I create my own sports bar in my living room. Mm-hmm. So in here, jamming in four baseball games in hopefully three days. It's tough. It's tough. It's yeah. you know, I, I get it. I don't. I don't envy the person who has to make that schedule. I do feel bad for those one o'clock and four o'clocks because. God, burp number three, two and Let three. Let it out, baby. Woo. Um, you, you've got those teams on the East Coast playing at four or the Midwest, and then those heavy shadows start coming in later in mm. the game, which just gives, you know, the pitching such a wild advantage. Yeah. And also thinking, too, back to the fans about, like, how that also affects just uh, the players on the field. You're really relying on having that additional element of, you know, uh, adrenaline coming from, you know, the fans and that crowd noise and also interrupting uh, the away team. That's just something else that uh, is is kind of like that you don't get to access too much when you have, like, low attendance. Not at all. So I... I feel bad, but it's also at the same time that was an opportunity to move that team. I know that their TV ratings are really good locally there and around just because, you know, old people want to stay home and watch. But mm-hmm. could have moved them to Montreal, fan base that wants baseball again. So, but overall, bummer to see the Rays go down in three. Um, but the Rangers, dude, they just have, they just have, well, we'll get to them more later too, but it's just like, they just looked like they've been there before. Yeah. Um, the Rays put up with a lot of adversity. You know, a lot of people going out with injury uh, and other issues throughout the year. And the Rangers, I mean, lead so many categories uh, in the American League yeah. is, uh, offensively. So, yeah, I mean, good on the Rangers. Yeah. Just keep on trucking. I mean, they made it to the DS without Jacob deGrom and mm-hmm. Max Scherzer. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And they're still and they still look like they have a fighting chance against the Orioles, maybe even taking the whole the whole series from them. Uh the Twins over the Blue Jays, that was you you called that one. Mm-hmm. And uh I said that the Blue Jays would represent the AL in, in the World Series. And boy howdy did I look fucking stupid. Well, I mean they looked really flat-footed too, and it's like a three-game series here is it's really quick, doesn't really give you the the extent of you know how these teams played throughout the year, but yeah, uh, that's not the Blue Jays that you wanted to see come out, and the Twins took advantage of it and played well. Yeah, they couldn't score. I mean, the no. the, the Blue Jays would get folks on, but as soon as someone hit second base, they're like, we forget how to swing, forget how to swing, forget how to move our feet, forget to go back to the bag when you got got an obvious yeah. pickoff play coming. Oh God, uh, that was so fucking. 
fucking embarrassing. Yeah. How would be? How can you be so unaware of your surroundings, especially in an elimination game when you have runners in scoring position? This is it. This is like you're you're finally getting to Sunny Gray. It was like a full count. And the next thing you know, you saw Sunny do the tap tap. Yeah. And then they fucking pulled it right off while Vladdy was sleeping, which shows you even more like how li li like little of a shit. He gave this year so far, all the way up until then, just like not in it to win it, dude. Yeah, maybe this will be like incentive for next year. Maybe they'll go uh, much further uh, next year looking back on how uh, they kind of, you know, uh, pissed away an opportunity here through just a lot of bad physical and mental errors. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, you know, of course, to talk about, you know, uh, I mean, we're going to talk about the pitcher getting taken out here in a little bit. But. Dude, Barrios, that was such horse shit. He was cruising one walk, and then they're like, we got to go to the lefty. Like, really? You're taking out a guy who had, like, a sub-1 ERA against his former team? Yeah, I mean, that's an instance uh, that you see of, like, you're not quite sure where this decision is, like, coming from, if it's analytical, or if they just feel like, okay, as soon as they get, like, in a little bit of trouble albeit uh, manufactured, you know, or just like a, a little like, oh, he gave up a walk. Sure. We need to then go to X, Y, and Z plan. But yeah, 47 pitches, and he wasn't struggling at all. No, he was cruising. So that was just, that made zero sense to me. And like, the, the only way I can see that making sense is if, like, it's like a, a five-game series, they're up by two games, and they're thinking, hey, we want to save him for later because we were doing really well and we're up by a couple runs anyways. Yeah. But that was not the case. This is an elimination game that nope. was very... I, I have no idea why they would make that it was call. so fucking stupid. Mm. And I think that they, their analytics said, oh, these guys are terrible against lefties. Well, are you going to bring out a lefty who's a shutdown lefty? No, you're bringing a guy out who needs 14 hours of sleep a night. <laughs> yeah, and there was no issues at that point. You know, there, he no. gave given up no runs, and so everything was there was no reason to change what was working. No, it was stupid. But also, they didn't score any runs. So no, exactly. Which then it just it's just like man, you feel bad for the Blue Jays because like their window is closing, and Matt Chapman wasn't who he who they thought he was going to be this year. So he'll be gone. It'll be interesting to see what the Blue Jays do this offseason. I think that they know what they need, and they're going to go out and spend some money on some bats. Mm. Um, and then the Brewers brewered. How nice was that? Just getting just getting snake bitten at home in two. Man, they really did. I wanted to see them do a little bit better. It's just uh, crazy to see that. Uh, how, again, it seems like they got blown away by another team that was playing a lot more meaningful baseball longer than what they were. Yeah, 100% agreed. They and, and losing Woodruff, I will give them that. Like Losing Woodruff really sucks. Mm. I think that would have only mattered in a five-game series because you still had Freddie Peralta, who had a really good year and was having a very good game until the fifth inning and yeah. just cruising, racking up Ks. Mm-hmm. And then just the offense couldn't keep up with the snakes. No, the snakes has been running downhill so far in this postseason, even a little beforehand. I and mean, they've been gaining momentum, you know, for the past two weeks uh, from postseason here. So, yeah, I mean, they just got really uh, <laughs> beaten pretty yeah. hard by the snakes. God, that's got to suck to be a Brewers fan knowing that that was Craig Kimbrell, or not Craig Kimbrell, sorry. Uh, oh, why am I 
blanking right now. Uh, Craig Council's mm-hmm. last game as a manager for the Brewers before he goes to New York and manages the Mets. Oh, wow, dude. That's going to be because I can see him actually doing, you know, hopefully going some distance with them. Or at least it seems like it's going to be a possibility there in the yeah. Brewers here, man. It's just such a bummer. It's, you know, it's, if you're if you're a Brewers fan, I just expected them to go uh, farther and do a lot more. And that's something I'm sure they're really upset. That, like, all the pressure's on them yeah. at that point. They've had the central for so long and then they just had to sit back and wait for everything to kind of fold out ahead of them and then it's all on them to lose yep and the snakes were just like we're happy to be here and yeah. i mean i i would not assume that's the attitude inside the clubhouse i would assume as a snakes fan or someone who's closely followed like hey we're a year ahead schedule we were supposed to be good but we weren't supposed to be in the playoffs good yeah i mean they might uh they might be the few people that don't view themselves as the underdog and they're playing like you know with uh, their heads on fire right now so it's really cool to see uh but yeah you're seeing a lot of these teams that had a little bit of time to sit uh aren't doing so good Ooh, x-red jeff hoffman just plunked acuna right in the bow Really? We got one out, one on. Oh, buddy. There is some trouble a-brewing. Oh, dang. Well, Hot he- dang. So, it, 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 uh, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, and it's, it's interesting just to see, like, they have one dominant starting pitcher, Zach Gallen, and then Merrill Kelly's been solid. So, it'll be interesting to see how far that can take the Snakes, if they can win games continually, like 11-6 or... Mm-hmm. 12 to 4, that was burp number 5. Yeah, we'll see how they Six. do in uh, these longer series here. Uh, then the Phillies obviously took care of the fish. We all knew that they were f- overpowered. It wasn't even going to be a close series. Mm-hmm. And congratulations to Kim Nang being the first ever female GM to take a team to the postseason. Pretty cool. But yeah, it is really cool. It's the only thing that the Marlins can hang their hats on besides showing up and making it and getting the Reds out of there. Yeah, I mean, good year for the Fish. Uh, some cool stuff. But, yeah, they didn't get as far as what uh, I'm sure they'd like to have. No. But what's very interesting here, again, three out of the four home teams won, and they were all sweeps. Mm-hmm. They're... Do you think that we got to alter this format? I mean, there was it, it felt like most of the games weren't competitive. I say absolutely. Uh, we were just watching, and I know we're talking about a little bit uh, up top about how the Braves it took them sixteen innings to score, and, and that just seems so that is extremely unusual. It's, it's been years since there's been that long of a streak, and you're seeing it when these teams have been going all year. You know, playing and playing, mm-hmm. game after game, day after day, and then all of a sudden they have to stop and kind of recalibrate. Maybe there is like a little bit of uh, temporary, uh, I don't know, uh, mu- muscle memory atrophy yeah. with them. Sure. But it seems like they're getting beat because they just aren't back up to speed. The worst thing that happened for the Reds this season was the All-Star break. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's with the buy round and with these guys, especially within the the division series. But I'm saying like these three game wild card series, man. Like, mm. like you've got the when you win the first game, I feel like it's just the second game. It you, I, I don't I remember if we saw it last year, but it's over if the home team wins the first game because then it's just easy for them to roll over. They have their number two guy ready and they mm-hmm. just roll over and win this next game. So. Yeah. I don't know how you change it and what you can do, but uh, they need to find a way to make these more interesting, for sure. 
Yeah, there's going to be, uh, yeah, he's been kind of He just got on. He was on camera right here. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Kind of snooping around. You made it, bud. Congratulations. Way to go, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, they're going to have to uh, kind of refigure out how to do this because there's definitely uh, some advantages that are playing out. Uh, so I would like to see some adjustments be made for next year. Yeah, and I mean, to roll off your point, too, which was like the bye week. You do need to adjust that because we did see the Orioles stumble out of the block early. I mm. mean, they did not look sharp or confident against the Rangers. And the Rangers sent out Jordan Montgomery, and then they're sending out... Uh, who did they send out? Did they send out a Vol? Who was the first game? That was... I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Ah, now I'm looking it up. Get it, girl. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Because the first game was... Was it a Valdi? God, now it's really bothering me. I'm not going to help. I know. I'm you don't need here. to. Mm-hmm. Please sit there and, and just bask in it, baby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy it. Will do. <laughs> uh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the box score. Pulling it up. I watched all the games. I just am having a... Oh, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Brain fart. Dude, Evan Carter. What a postseason this guy's having, huh? 21 years old. Just... Mashing or walking, dude. He's not taking bad swings. He's looking like he's playing like a veteran out there. Yeah, why don't they like, these young players that just have the <clears throat> plate discipline that you normally just see like from a veteran is really impressive. Like I don't know uh, if it's just the type of discipline they have coming up through these minor systems, or if it's they're so young it's not even like registering to them like the the stage that they're on because you're just seeing some of these performances coming from like these these kids out there on the biggest of stages and it's yeah. it's really cool to watch and andrew heaney <clears throat> was the first game and then the second game was jordan montgomery so both have been pitching um he needed a good enough job but then dane dunning came in and was dane dunning mm-hmm. but uh and then the rangers bull- oh what do we got here is that a homer is that fucker gone? Whoa. Whoa. Who was that? Austin Riley. Two-run homer. How about it? <sighs> Give Atlanta they take, something to cheer about. Take the lead in the bottom of the eighth. There you go. See, it's taking a little bit to warm up there. Man, hopefully the Phillies come back and slug it in the top of the ninth. Because th- that right there, I'm telling you now, that could turn this entire series around. Because they had their foot on their throat. Oh, the entire time. And that could have just deflated, and then they go back to Philly up to nothing. The series would be over. But now, pitch and change. Pitch and change. And was that was that Reds legend Jeff Hoffman giving up that dinger? I think it was. No way. Because we're so used to seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, I think it was. But speaking of former Reds, uh, Kyle Farmer. That's awesome to see uh, him out there for the Twins doing some damage. Hit a danger yesterday. That's really cool. Push him over the top, splitting it with the Strohs. Yeah, I think he had a couple nice uh, defensive plays as well. So that's awesome. That is freaking awesome. Man, damn, that's a fucking bummer right there. Yeah, like, damn it. That's I'm all right. Glad um, we're seeing some action. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, we got plenty of it between the Astros and O's. I mean, the Rangers, or Astros and O's, sorry. Rangers and O's. I mean, the Rangers tried to blow it yesterday with their bullpen. That was, 
mm. very scary. Yeah, they had to get some arms up and going uh, mm. at a time they really didn't yeah. want to. They're like, like, oh, we have to use the cleric. Great, we have to use our closer. But at least they're up 2-0. And they could take the kids out early, these baby birds. Mm-hmm. They could knock it out tomorrow, and I think they probably do. You think so? I think it'll be a sweep. I think it'll be a sweep. Just, it's just, it was just, again, all of that time off for a young teen... That's and when you're in your routine, that's a lot. That's a lot to ask. I think that once you give uh, a lot of players, especially younger players, time to think, I think that's when stuff starts to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. You start yeah. to overly process what's been uh, second nature to you for for months. Uh, so yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Then the snakes kept rolling against the and the dude. How much does it suck? How much does it suck to be Clayton Kershaw? You go out there. You're the ace. You're the guy they're leaning on. You're the vet. Third of an inning, six earned runs, one walk, gave up a homer. Dude, you feel so bad for him. Like, oh, my God, you feel so small on that mound, I'm sure. Dude, you're seeing people, like, leaving the stadium uh, before the end of the first inning. That is insanity. You Imagine that you're going to see, like, the Dodgers, this big juggernaut of a team with uh, a first ballot Hall of Famer leading up, and you're fucking getting in your car before even, like, this second <laughs> inning. Tough crowd. Dude, that is insane. People were like just throwing their Kershaw jerseys out. That's yeah, they're done with it, dude, because they're used to seeing him be dog shit in the postseason. Mm-hmm. He now has 194 point 194 and a third innings pitched in the postseason with a 4.49 ERA. That's another thing they're gonna change about uh the postseason. They're just gonna tell Kershaw it's still the regular season. <laughs> no, the regular season goes 180 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It just Keep keeps going. going. Yeah. There aren't no bright lights out here. You're fine. Yeah, it's just a weird time five o'clock it's fine nothing big yeah don't worry about it no big deal and then there's a chance tonight bud i mean if bobby miller goes out there and is dog shit Mm -hmm. you could have a two up oh snake lead going back to arizona and this could be another quick series for another team with a bye dude that'd be so rad i mean it'd be the you know the dodgers shooting themselves in the foot i mean nothing to take away from uh, the snakes here but uh i mean this team is poised they should be manhandling uh <laughs> the diamondbacks here but i can see them yeah with having momentum here and they've been playing the best baseball they have all year yeah they're they're a tough team to beat and they don't and, and the dodgers don't have the starting pitching like no matter what if the dodgers were to go to the next round say that the, you know mm-hmm. they do tie it up they do knock out the snakes yeah whoever they play in the cs is gonna take them out just because of that lack of starting pitching depth. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Let's take that to the bank. Whichever bank you want to go to, Bank of America, U.S. Bank, PNC Bank, Huntington Bank, any bank, take it to it. All right. I just do Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> I do just PayPal. Yeah. Are you going to hop up here, buddy? Yeah, he's coming. I see it. He's, he's plotting, dude. He's eventually going to do it. Come on. I didn't pay him attention, and we're doing our own thing up here, so he's going to have to like interact. Yeah, he tried to get into the blinds. So Yeah. Love um, you, buddy. Hey, pal. Um, it's nice. It's almost like it's a live show. Oh, he's moving his paws. I see that. I yeah. see the leap. The leap's coming. Uh, then we mentioned Stroh's twins split at one. Kyle Farmer, Dinger. Verlander, <laughs> first game was vintage. Verlander! He just looks locked in. Dude, he's like, I'm, I'm going to carry this team. I'm doing it. He's just like zoned out. You can just see like the vibrations like around his brain where everything is just like in a fuzz. Dude, he's great. He's so good. Mm-hmm. And he's just he just looks like himself, man. He's back home. He's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and then 
And then Pablo Lopez, dude, came out and hurled an absolute gem in game two. Seven innings pitched, six hits, one walk, seven Ks. If Verlander is going to be the only dude who steps up for the Strohs, mm-hmm. and if Framber Val, like Vamber Valdez, did not have a good start, you mm-hmm. know, four and a third, five five earned runs, three walks, five Ks, gave up a homer, and um, oh my God, I had it written down. Who's going to start game three for him? Oh, this is gonna. This is bothering me. For the Strohs. Yeah, I I had it all together, and then I. Um, That's all right. I will say, uh, Pablo Lopez. Just speaking of Verlander before, very similar sort of uh, demeanor they had, like in the dugout and kind of on the mound as well. When they're just really in their their zone, each calm fellows. Very calm. Come on. Come on now. If you're hearing that scratching, that is my cat. <laughs> Scratching up the underneath Star of, the, of show. the couch. Star of the show, baby. Yeah. He's just wanting to play. Yeah, he is. Christian Javier. Done. Good Lord. But again, in the postseason, he's got 32 and th- 32 and two-thirds innings pitch with a 2.2 ERA. So, mm. he's pretty good. He didn't have a great season. 4.56 ERA. He was wildly inconsistent. But That's as good as some uh, future Hall of Famer, though. Yeah. Hey. Could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man. I'm. I, if they go to Minnesota, Sunny Gray shuts them down. They go up two one, and then game four at Minnesota, and Minnesota closes it. I wouldn't be surprised. But the no. Astros are just so gross and veterans. It doesn't seem like they ever get shook. Yeah, they have like the offensive prowess that just knows how to step it up and play this October baseball. You know, it's where yeah, I can see Sunny Gray uh, taking this, uh, getting a win for him here. But, I mean, the Astros, you can just never count them out. Yeah, no, you can't. And so, say the say the Rangers win, say the Phillies pull this out, the Snakes pull this out, and the Twins pull this out. Those are all teams with buys who would be out again. Yeah. It's just, I, I, just I, you gotta, I think you just have to find a way to keep it rolling. You got to find a way to keep them pitching. I, I just don't, and keep them playing. I don't have a solution. Mm-hmm. But if it's back-to-back years where you're losing two one seeds, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You'd have to you'd have to figure something out. I think so too. Oh, I just don't know what it is. Um, but yeah. So now we're gonna get into what this is really about. This is about Reds baseball. Yeah, it is. It's about Reds baseball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick. Uh, do you want to change any of your picks so far? I mean, we've got. I kind of just walked you through mine, basically. Nah, I mean, I, I can keep them rolling there. Uh, did I really get knocked I out? They had the Brewers. Yeah. That fucked me. So we got Rangers O's. Okay. You still have the O's, don't you? Yes, yeah, I still got the O's. I had the Astros over the O's eventually here. Okay. Uh, where am I at? We are... Uh, division. Oh, yeah, the division, yeah. Yeah, the Astros over the Twins. Okay. Okay, O's over the Rays. Well, that's not going to... Yeah. Well, no, I'm gonna keep it going. Keep it the same way. Yeah, I, I don't. Not changing a thing. I mean, uh, I have the Dodgers over the D-backs, but I mean, now that might not happen. If I if I changed anything, well, I got Braves over Phillies too, and I'm not feeling confident about any of these really. I, I think the D-backs are gonna take the Dodgers. If I had to change yeah. one, I would change that. Just from how downhill the D-backs have been playing, and the Dodgers, all the pressure in the world is in LA. I agree with you wholeheartedly. So I would like to change that. I still think uh, the Astros are going to pull out a win here. 
uh, over the Twins, unfortunately. And then, yeah. uh, I mean, I want to see the Twins go. But, no, that, that's the only one I'm changing. And I okay. still think the Braves are going to win out. I want to see them win out. Uh, but, I mean, it's going to be really tough to beat the Phils. I got, I got the Rangers taking it. I've got, uh, I think, Minnesota. If I mean, they could do it. They, if they win tomorrow, they're doing mm-hmm. I, I like the Twins starting pitching more than I like the Astros starting pitching. Okay. I just, I just, I'm pulling for the Twins. I want the Twins, so I'm going to say the Twins. Yep. National League, I still have the Phillies. I still have the Phillies. It's mm-hmm. just still going to be the Phillies. Yeah. It's always, the Phillies are winning the whole fucking thing. I'm not coming off of that. Okay. Okay. And uh, I think I'm with you. The Snakes can, if they do it tonight, they pull it off and they keep playing downhill like you're talking about, playing like kids who don't give a flying fuck. Yeah. They got it, dude. Yeah. So, and uh, so then you've got yourself a Rangers Twins World Series, or sorry, ALCS. Mm-hmm. Taking the Rangers. And then you've got Phillies and, uh, and, uh, and Snakes mm-hmm. taking Phillies. And then Phillies win the whole thing in six. I can see that happening. There you go. We did it. Nice. Okay. It's the beginning of what we want the Reds to do this offseason. Okay. We're starting with number one. The number one thing, it's extension season. This is the most important thing when you have decided that the rebuild is over. It is to solidify those pieces that are going to be here for a while Buy out our beers, buy out pre-R beers, and give them free agent years mm-hmm. and get club options. Yeah, and we have a list of players here. You specifically have a list of things you'd like to see happen. Yeah, it's a lengthy list because you have such a young team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are ranked by people I want them to ex- – like, it, this is a power ranking. Okay. okay. Power ranking. Number one, extend Alexis Diaz. Number two, extend Matt McClain. Number three, extend Tyler Stevenson. Number four, extend Graham Ashcraft. And number five, extend Spencer Steer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's all a lot of great stuff to go off on. Uh, First off, Diaz, uh, probably the MVP of the Reds. the longer you wait, the more expensive it's going to get for him and a lot of other players. And again, for him and a lot of other people on this team, what more do they need to show you before you understand that, hey, they're going to be a part of your team for the long haul here? Yeah. So, yeah. And Alexis Diaz has done it back to back, well, half of, you know, a good chunk of last year and then mm-hmm. this year. You know, you, um, you know what he is. He's going to be this guy. You also know he's a fucking closer and just a closer. Yeah. I'm not, we're not doing this next year. That'll lead into next week. But no, you have to extend Alexis Diaz. Like you said, he's only going to get more and more expensive. MVP of this team. It, it's nice to know that you have the end solidified. You know where you're getting to in your bullpen. It always ends with this guy. Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, solidify. You got to think of these things like so many different, like, Things got to put a check next to. Okay, we got our closer. We got these starters. We have uh, this middle infield. And I think just checking these boxes here, uh, this is a way to go about doing that. 100%. That's like what we did when we said at the beginning of this year, this was a year to figure out 
where we're at, mm-hmm. where we are, what holes need to be filled. Happens to be that we were an above 500 club while trying to figure that out. True. But a lot of those checks have been made, but now you need to start thinking three, four, five, six, sometimes seven years down the line. Yeah. And keep these guys around long enough so you keep your window open and you get them while it's inexpensive and they don't have to overspend to keep them because they're performing at the same level. Is it a risk to take? 100% it's a risk that you have to take. But it's worth it because you built them, you got them, you got them here. Now it's time to keep them around. And then that's how you keep a consistent winner going. Yeah, and there's plenty of opportunities here to take those risks. Ton, yeah. exactly. No, no, no. Um, you know, Alexis Diaz is R eligible in 2025. That gives you one more season of pre-arb and then three arb years. Go ahead and buy those and then add two more years. It's a five-year deal, and then you could also tack on some club options there as well. So that way he sticks around, and by the time that that contract is over, he's 32, 33 years old. Yeah. Still in a prime prime position, and relievers can pitch, you know, depending on what happens, a fairly long time. Yeah. But uh, you, that's the guy that you want that you're like, okay, done. We can just throw that there. Bang. Done. Make it happen. Make it happen. Matt McLean. If this is his ceiling, that's a great ceiling. Yeah. Uh, and we think, uh, for the most part, this isn't his ceiling. He's still just kicking the tires, this being his first rookie year. I, you know, you still think he's going to be continuing to build upon uh, what he's done so far and start to really dig into what's going to be, hopefully, an amazing career for hopefully the Reds for a long time to come. Uh, there's very little, it seems, that uh, he would need to do as far as adjusting any of his mechanics uh, fundamentally at the plate. Uh, he's very has very little things that we need to adjust. Yep. Uh, is is a great all around athlete and baseball player. Yeah, he's yeah. another dude that. What else do you need to see from him? Uh, he's a guy that should be in your middle infield for years to come. Yeah, the only thing that's going to keep getting better is going to be power. Mm-hmm. He'll keep developing power. So yeah, ho- hopefully his oblique's fine. He probably is fine. They just let him rest, knowing, hey man, we want to lock you up and keep you around. So yeah, get him on. Well, it's cheap, and buy out those years, have him for a while, make him a cornerstone, and mm. show him that you're going to make him a cornerstone. The other, extend Tyler Stevenson. Now look, he starts arbitration next year. Is that going to be gone? Oh, what a catch. Holy shit. Oh, no way. Oh. Oh. And that's how it ends. Doubling up. Was that Bryce Harper? Yeah. Oh, Oh. wow. Yikes. That's a momentum shifter right there. I think we just possibly watched a home run getting robbed and then doubling up Bryce Harper at first base. I got a side angle here, so I couldn't really... It was right up against the wall. Michael Harris the second. A guy that was in pre-arb that the Braves extended. How about that? How about that? We'll get to him in a little bit, but... Whoa. Ike. Fuck. What a game. What a turnaround. The Phillies just had him. They had him, and then a sleeping giant woke up. Tons of power on that team. Holy shit. Love it. They were down and out, foot on the throat, ready to go, and now they're going to Philly with some momentum. 
Great postseason baseball. Fuck, mm. that changes. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's good. That's great. Wow. They got, well, here's the thing. They go back to Philly. Nola's waiting for him, so then they can go up 2-1, and then they have a chance to close out the series. Wow. Perp 7. And, mm. well, 8. Wow. Incredible. But Tyler Stevenson, ARB starts next season. He's ARB ready. He, you know he's going to be your catcher. This is probably going to be one of the... Oh, here it is. Here's the catch. And it is... <gasps> Damn. Wow. Right and the bull... Hold on. The Was it the... Okay, I thought the gate was open. Wow. Right up against <laughs> the middle fence. Holy cow. Because that would have tied it. Yeah. And Bryce was just going. He was like, I don't think he's catching that. I don't think he's catching that. Was he really that far off? Oh, yeah. He was whoa around second. He was saying he was going to try to score on that. Yeah. Which that's I mean shit you gotta you gotta think that that's what you're gonna do when you have one hit that deep yeah he made a phenomenal play <laughs> wow that oh. is one of the best plays like in a postseason defensively from an outfielder that that's incredible wow. you know what's really funny is that was right by the Norfolk Suff- Suffolk Southern Norfolk Southern uh, logo oh yeah the people who are responsible for the train derailment up north. Oh, that's that's awesome. Good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it really knocked the Phillies off their tracks. <laughs> it really knocked the wind out of them. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, looks like there's some tax, toxic fumes out over there. Oh, no. Looks like they can't read now. No, that's how it was before. Nope, that, nope that's normal. That's all just people doing the tomahawk chop. <laughs> God, it's just disgusting. Knock it off. Dude. That's wild. Buy out Tyler Stevenson, extend him. He did not have a good year last year, and we've we talked about that. I felt like at nauseum, but mm. he is now just your catcher. Yeah, and I think this too, in terms of like not only like relieving uh, any sort of anxiety with uh, the guy behind the plate, mm. the pitchers as well, knowing like who's going to be behind the dish from me, and who do we have to rely on being the captain uh, for the pitchers. Uh, so to speak. So, yeah, I think it's another thing of just getting like your team all set into place here. And, yeah, he didn't have the most, uh, you know, bounce back year that we wanted to, but you did mm-hmm. see flashes of it. Yep. And I do think this will uh, help him get to the point of, like, okay, one less thing to worry about. And to fully strengthen up his shoulder. True. And I think that he's going to bounce back and be back to his normal self. And you're right, be comfortable. Sorry, I'm in shock right now because, dude, Snakes are already up to nothing, dude. In the top of the first with a runner at second. What in the world? Yeah. What are they on? Dude. Can the Snakes just completely, like, bull rush all these teams (laughs) through the World Series? They could, dude. Runner on second here, too, pal. Holy shit. If they win this game, there's no way the Dodgers are going to win this series. None. 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 Wild. So what I would do is i buy out his Arbeers. Buy out all three art years and um, extend him with club options till he's 34. So that's a six-year deal. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. All club options, you know. Uh, give him maybe give him one year of buy out one year of free agency, then have a couple uh, club option years just in case he does start to kind of fall off and it's not what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, and this shows some sense of uh, loyalty to players because he's one of the most senior members they have in this club, so I think that will also uh, optically uh, feel good to the other players. Agreed. Uh, four, Graham Ashcraft. I know, I know, Billy, he ended this no fucking way. Dude, they're going to take it up 3 nothing in the top of the first. 
<laughs> what is going on? Oh my god, Dodgers fans are gonna start leaving now in this game. No, no doubt. I see some empty yellow seats out there. We dude. see some jerseys flying out from the balconies. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, extended Graham Ashcraft. Look, I understand he was hurt at the end of this year and he fucked up his toe and he had to have surgery. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal, dude. He's the real deal. He's a guy that's going to continue to improve. It's the same thing. Get him while he's cheap. He's going to be a two or your three moving forward. I was saying at the beginning of this year, extend Nick Lodolo. He has been hurt and is going to continue to be hurt. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's such a bummer. Ashcraft has given you just durability, and I think that's going to be him moving forward. This is the first time he's had a major injury like this, and it's not even that big of an injury. Yeah, and he got that dog in him. (laughs) So extend extend him, buy out. He's uh, ARB eligible in 2026. Buy it all out. Buy out the pre-ARB. Buy your ARBs. Extend him two more years past that. And then have club options as well. Build that in. And lastly, Spencer Steer. Um, again, another guy who's pre-art, but you know what he's going to be because he was a college bat. He's not. There's not going to be. There's no crazy. There's no crazy risk here. These. This might be a ceiling, but again, another really good ceiling. Yeah, we put him in the same sort of category as far as uh, a Matt McClain type uh, in terms of you know what you're getting as far as uh, what their their ceiling may be. Also, he seems to be pretty comfortable in the box. Not a lot. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, you know moving parts going on with him in his swing. Yeah, he had a really great year, a, a phenomenal year for yeah. a rookie. He was a, a rookie of the year candidate. Uh, you know, uh, so yeah, I think that'd be another guy that if you can lock him up, why not do it? Right. And then you look at this. So then you think, all right, you've got your ace locked up in Hunter Green. Mm-hmm. You've got your two or three locked up with Graham Ashcraft. You've got your catcher okay. locked up. And you've got your second baseman or shortstop of the future locked up. Closer. Yeah. Yeah. And left, right, wherever you want to put Spencer Steer, he plays it, locked up. Yeah, I like that. Front end, back end, get guy in a corner, get your middle guys, catch your boom. It's like you're just having all these positions here yeah. uh, figured out. And, and for the future, I mean, you're basically replicating the Braves model here. I mean, they locked up Acuna, Albie, Strider, Riley. Michael Harris the second, Olsen, Murphy. These guys have decided what their window is going to be. And then they plug in around it. Mm-hmm. And give you, that's the only way that you have a contain you have a maintained successful winner is you have your pieces that you know are gonna win you games that are going to be bang for your buck, are dudes that you develop in-house, extend, buy out ARB. Because the other option is Buying free agents and giving them 10, 12-year deals like yeah. the Phillies and Rangers. And the Reds sure as fuck aren't doing that. No. Or we can wait around for a few years, wait for these guys to get more expensive, and then look around and say, boy, wouldn't have been nice if we locked so-and-so up you know, a few years ago when we had the opportunity. So you're going to have to take some chances. And we were just looking at the uh, Braves and the deals that they struck with the, uh, these players that we're seeing now contending you know, for going deep in the, you know, the playoffs here they locked a lot of them up when they were at this point in their careers yeah look at Acuna dude eight years hundred million dollars if he were to be on the open market right now you would sign him for 14 million probably around 460 million dollars mm-hmm. that's the value you're getting there is the name of the game and especially for us being a mid-market team 
That's yeah. what you have to do. And you need to get to work on it. Especially you need to get to work on it before they keep getting better. And Scott Boris comes sniffing around, swoops them up and says like, well, now you can't buy those years out. You can't have them for whatever you thought you were going to have them for. He's going to free agency and he's getting paid. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, this is probably like the last year uh, this past season for the Reds to not have like that national spotlight on. There's just too many uh, talented people. And, of course, you know, Ellie drew a lot of attention uh, from people. But I think this team in general is going to really turn some heads just from the amount of games they're going to win yep. and just uh, the style of play they're going to bring to the field. And, again, Ellie is not on this list not because we don't like Ellie or we don't love Ellie or we don't think that he can be a once in a generation talent or you know because the sky's the limit but the floor the basement is pretty low on that floor it said he's with Scott Boris it's mm. just not gonna happen that's it game set match so you're just and again he's not a free agent until 2030 yeah so you really don't have a whole lot to worry about there but it's still it kind of sucks already acknowledging and being like it's 2023 going into 2024 and knowing that there is for sure a clock yeah but fortunately we still got some years with him and there's some other pieces of this puzzle we can lock up and then maybe you know who knows uh depending on how ellie develops here if we make an attractive enough team he could stick around yeah six full years with ellie who fucking knows Mm -hmm. so yeah man it's um I just, I just think that's this is the only way that the Reds can maintain and do it. Um, so, and we'll come back next week with number two, and we'll be wrapping up these uh, division series, hopefully yeah. too, and get ready to talk about the CS. So, let's round third and head for home, shall we? What do you got coming sure. up, partner? Sure, uh, I will be back at Go Bananas here on the twenty sixth through twenty eighth. I'll be featuring for Renan Hirschberg. That should be fun if you like. Uh, Joke riding. He's a terrific joke rider. Come on out for that. And then, of course, uh, I plugged this a few times, but St. Louis Flyover Fest, November, November 9th through 11th. Come check it out. Billy, what do you got? I've got gas. Gas, yeah, you do. And I've burped nine times in this episode. I think we've been, like, fighting, like, gases. <laughs> you ever seen, like, those photos of, like, where uh, salt water meets fresh water? Yes. I just think that's just been, like, our farts <laughs> and gases right here. Just a hot and cool yeah. waves going back and forth. Dude, it feels like it's olive oil and balsamic vinegar mixing. Oh, man, we got some gumbo going oh, on right here. Oh, I'm worried about this fart. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Oh. <laughs> Farts aren't supposed to have lumps, Billy. Come on. I think the mic picked it up. I hope it did. No, it better. I mean, my stool definitely picked that up. My stool picked Ooh. up your stool. Uh, next Tuesday, I'm at Wild Eye Brewing in Indianapolis, and um, that's what I have in the books at the moment so that might change next week we'll find out so nice uh thank you so much for you know listening all that stuff we'll start with in the clutch get all your mlbpa stuff we've got some really cool mlbpa playoff themed shirts that are super fun we have one it's um it's just the nick castellanos doing the 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 bird oh that's a good one and it just says put a ring on it nice it's pretty sick um and then uh, not just that savannah bananas We've got Negro League Museum mm-hmm. tees. I'm going to wear that hoodie next week so you can kind of get a peek of what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Nasty Boys, all caps, 10% off. Do it up. Thanks to Sports Drink for hosting the audio of this podcast. Chris, thank you for joining me and doing all this fun stuff. Hey, anytime. And thank you for watching, listening, whatever you may do, and however you consume this. 
Thank you. So as always, go Red Legs. See you next time, Nasty Nation. Go Red Legs. Beautiful.